Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to February. This is already the sixth week of 2024. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting the 5th, Monday the 5th, and then I will be back with our meditation. Yes, here we are on the 5th of February, and this is always an interesting time of year when energetically Aquarius is very strong because of where it has moved in time and because of this, the force of it is coupled with that, of course, is that Pluto is now in the sign of Aquarius. The thing about the fifth is that the moon is in the sign of Sagittarius. And as it moves today, it eventually is going to be in hard aspect with the planet Neptune. Now, what that means is that we can have a sense of momentum moving forward. A lot is going on. When I say moving forward, it's not always that the way is clear and we know exactly what we're doing, but there's a real impulse to go. <clears throat> and sometimes, as we know, <laughs> an impulse to go is not always the best uh, in the best interests of everyone around us because we're moving quickly, we're uh, we're perhaps moving decisively, but we're not necessarily looking at the big picture and the connections involved with that. And with the picture with Neptune, a lot of information can be obfuscated, which means that we're not really clear on what everything's about. So messages are not being brought forward. We may think we understand a situation, but we really don't see it as dimensionally as we might. And so the value is to, if possible, slow down a bit. And how we do this when the moon is in Sagittarius, a fire sign, which is mutable. It has a very exuberant energy. It wants to know. It wants to seek. It wants to explore. Is we slow down by reading, by ingesting the information, by stopping on the trail and looking around us, taking a breath, observing. Observation is key on this day because when we observe what's happening, it can really increase our ability to 
disseminate information, really plumb the resources, discover what we need to discover and unearth. The other thing that's fascinating about this day, in spite of what might feel like confusion or some of us may wake up and feel like fuzzy, <clears throat> is that there's a picture in the sky where Mercury is in direct alignment with Pluto. So these planets couldn't be farther apart from one another, Mercury being the planet closest to the sun and Pluto being as far out in our solar system as well, not that we'd know to go because we've known to go much further in the 21st century and a lot of other heavenly bodies have been uh, discovered since, uh, hence the demotion of Pluto by some astronomers, something they continue to argue about. But we astrologers view Pluto symbolically. <laughs> Pluto is still the god of the underworld in our mythology and how we take apart that symbolism. So when Pluto and Mercury are in alignment like this, what it means is that we can communicate from very deep levels of the psyche and what usually isn't seen. So when you wake up, be aware of what you dreamt, if possible. Some people never remember their dreams. Some people's dreams are a language that they work with continually. And I'm kind of in and out with dreams, being a graduate of Jungian analysis and having spent years analyzing dreams. Now it's just, oh, okay, what was there? And so these shards of information that we wake up with sometimes can be very grounding when we allow them to be. They can also be unsettling. But on this particular day, the fifth, there's a lot to be mined in the unconscious. So you don't have to figure it out instantaneously. Usually, actually, we don't. But it's valuable to jot down or keep in mind some pictures or information that may have came, come through in the dreamscape. Regardless, this day, especially in the morning, there is this um, heightened awareness of, huh, you know, things that pop into our head and actually with... Google, of course, it can be incredibly dangerous. You can, an hour later, realize something you went to look up. You went through this whole um, experience of finding out all this, all this stuff. But what you want to do is stick with the initial curiosity, wherever that was. And whatever its intention was to lead you, because that will take you eventually to places of greater clarity, not necessarily today. Today is an explorer day. Think of Sagittarius. Sagittarius energy is the hunter, the warrior, the energy that seeks out. And there's a spectrum. I mean, there's the, the running full tilt into the unknown, and there's... Uh, 
of that book, Accidental Tourist Aspect of the Sag Energy, which is, I'll just sit in my armchair and explore. So wherever you, wherever you ride on this spectrum, that's the place to go, but also know there's more to be revealed. But the important thing is to follow the threads of what you're motivated to seek on Monday the 5th. On Tuesday, we've passed the area of confusion or not really seeing everything clearly. And now we're in moon and Capricorn. We know where we're going. The moon enters Capricorn as of 7.08 a.m. It had gone void at 12.06 a.m. on Tuesday the 6th. And excellent time to dream. Uh, the times I give are Eastern time. But if you're on the other side of the planet and you're kind of in your evening hours, then... The information about the void of course moon is just don't start anything new. Work on things already in motion, pay attention to things that are happening, but know that most likely nothing is going to get off the ground that is proffered or um, talked about or initiated when the moon is void, of course. Sometimes it does based on if it's touching your personal horoscope, but in general, it's not usually a good time to get things running. But once the moon is in Capricorn as of 7.08 a.m. Eastern time, now we're going, now we're moving ahead with decisive energy, making things happen, of course, where in the cycle where we're basically ending whatever that lunar cycle that is passing was about, and we're moving into what will be new moon energy as of Friday. So we're in finishing up. We, we release things that we know we're not going to be dealing with in the next uh, coming weeks, months. We finish things up. We put on hold things we want to start in the next lunar cycle. And we make decisions. Moon and Capricorn, very, very good for practicality, deciding where we're at, um, really giving that final push of things we don't want to take into the next lunar cycle. Tremendously productive days on Tuesday and Wednesday. So these are the days when we, we move through what we want to make happen and really push it. Mars is in the sign of Capricorn. Really, really excellent for moving that rock <laughs> uphill if need be or just letting it roll. Uh, let it go where it needs to go, but work on the projects that you want to finish up, get done, be free of. And that that holds into Wednesday, too. The, uh, let's see, anything of note to mention? I will say that Tuesday especially 
has very good energy, very good uh, connectivity for looking uh, at how to utilize those opportunities. As I said, this is a finishing up cycle. So if you've been working with somebody and they're kind of more on the sidelines, call them in and say, hey, you know, can you help me push this through or make this happen? Uh, as I said, not necessarily the time you want to bring somebody new in, but if it's somebody who's been working on the thing or you've been in touch with, really, really excellent to call in those favors on this day. On Wednesday the 7th, uh, we also have that really strong push that comes through the morning. Some of us may feel a little oh, woe is me, or this is hard, or maybe we're working with some real, real problems. Uh, someone, or it could be us, or it could be people we care about, or people we don't even know that we care about, because, hello, we should. <laughs> we're all connected in this big universal unconscious. So how do we... How do we do that? Um, okay, we're it's morning, we're reading something, we're motivated to take action in an area of the world or our community that really needs help, do it. Make that call, uh, put in that donation, sign up for whatever it is that you feel that impulse of connectivity where you you respond to someone's woe or difficulty or pain um, because when we when we respond to a call that's asking us for healing energy we get healed too I mean that's the whole thing it's not it's not crazy to help it, it, sometimes it's crazy when people overextend and they just, they help so much that they become part of the issue and problem as well. But it is in our nature to help. And when we deny that, we basically hurt ourselves because we are, we are crushing a part of our nature and this is, this is so critically important now that we're in Pluto and Aquarius because society as a whole is moving very collaboratively, very, uh, oh my God, technology, the exponential changes, absolutely huge. And yes, you're going to want to listen to the side podcast, which is all about Pluto and Aquarius, or read more about it on my website, insightoasis.com. Because what's going on over the next 20 years is going to be, well, it's about, it's about human evolution. And the big question mark is, how are we evolving? And we all are decision makers in that process, whether we know it or not. So the more of our humanity that we bring into that process, that piece 
of our DNA, of our makeup that wants to help, that wants to work collaboratively, that wants to open up to compassion so we understand in an intelligence how someone else feels. That's the part. Those are the muscles we want to really work and develop. Otherwise, we will work and develop totally in the logic realm and machines and become a <laughs> become a human evolution capacity that is rather robotic and rather indifferent to the whole. And I don't think that's certainly what the majority of our listeners want to call into being. So on this day, um, bring in, like, strengthen that muscle. Where, where do you feel a call to help and heal? And it may be within yourself. Because if we're not healing ourselves, there's only so much we can give someone else. Absolutely. Without question. So the moon goes void, of course, at 2.52 a.m. on Thursday the 8th. As I said, 6th and 7th, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, those are our powerhouse days. Once it is void, then it will enter Aquarius on 8.59 a.m. Now we're in a couple of other days that are incredibly strong and powerful. Not with the same necessary push, because what's happening now is we are in deep balsamic moon, deep dark moon energy on Thursday the 8th. So we want to slough off all the old stuff. Uh, slough off all the pain, the grief, the anxiety, the feelings of not perhaps not being good enough, that the world is going, you know, down a spiral that it will never uh, be able to ascend higher to. Whatever the old stuff is, you need to slough off, slough off. If uh, you just need to get some old things out of your life, uh, clothes, uh, um, information, stuff, boxes, things that are just holding you back, then give them away. Make a fire in your fireplace. <laughs> Figure out ways to uh, recycle the energy that for you feels deadening, but with new energetic thrust can become something else. The challenge on this day occurs oh, in the wee hours. Uh, it's pre-dawn, Eastern time. And what's happening is there's a picture in the sky between the sun and Uranus. And it's, a, it's what we call a hard aspect. It's a square. So it can mean for some world event or news event that something occurs that, whoa, pay attention. It could actually be something seismic. It could be... Um, it could be something in the news. Whatever it is, we are being asked to pay attention 
because things must change. And how we act with whatever this news is determines, again, uh, the course going forward. It can be subtle. It may not be anything that really you pay much attention to, depending on where you live in the world. It may be something that you must pay attention to, depending on where you live in the world. But what it's about is it's about, okay, whatever comes in. And maybe for some of us, it's a flash. It's a dream. We wake up with this (gasps) sense. And then we don't even remember what it is, which is part of the nature of dreams, of course. So then it behooves us to say, okay, I'm paying attention today. I am on hyper alert, but also I'm getting ready for that new moon. So with that hyper alert energy, how does my intuition lead me to what are the important priorities for me in the next lunar cycle. And there can be a lot that's given to some of us to peruse, think about, edit through, decide. Be decisive. Be realistic. How much time do I have? Where's my focus? What matters most? What am I going to make happen? in the next week, in the next two weeks, in the next month. Those are my priorities. So Friday the 9th with the new moon in Aquarius, and it's at 5.59 p.m. exactly, we are in this place of total integration with what we want to do, make happen, and how we're going to express that. So if we did our homework, we're entering a very dynamic new moon cycle. Once that new moon sparks, it's void, of course, for the rest of the evening. It enters Pisces at 8.42 a.m. on Saturday the 10th, which is the lunar new year. We enter the dragon year in Chinese astrology, and Susie and I will talk more about that in another time. And this is a really juicy weekend to create, to vision, to meditate, to call in your resources, ancestors, guides, potential. Don't necessarily define it or put it all in shape, but believe it's about to launch. And now I turn it over to Susie. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, the dragon in front of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm just thinking of all the symbols of dragon and um, definitely power and strength and fire. So maybe it's time for us to really consolidate before we go into the new year okay so if everyone can just take a moment for our 10 minute little meditation and i invite you just to take take a moment to feel your body
take a moment to notice the breath and just notice where your breath is coming from. Notice how deeply you breathe or how shallow. And just for a few moments, become aware of the breath. Generally, not something that we're aware of as we're doing our busy days. So just for a few moments, pay attention just to the breathing and feel yourself coming in, arriving, focusing on the breath, And it's really amazing how quickly we can calm ourselves down or go from busy out there in the world doing stuff to Zoom, meditation state. And one very easy way to do that is by just bringing in all of your attention and focusing on the breath bringing your mind to the breath, really feeling your actual physical body, being aware of your body, and practicing mindfulness. And as we take a few deeper breaths, centering in, centering into ourselves, centering into our own energy field, and knowing that many, many things can be happening in our world, in our life, in our own mind in the world around us, just in our own small world, in our work world or family or community, but then out in that gigantic, huge world, the huge world around us. And most of the time, that huge world around us doesn't necessarily impact our world. So much really, maybe not, what's happening in another part of America. A snowstorm over there and it's beautiful and sunny here. Other people might be in the depths of suffering in a war-torn country and we might be living in a democratic and peaceful country. 
there is a plethora of ways that we can live and places that we can be. For right now, just narrow in on your world, on where you are at. And again, just bringing your attention to the breathing. And as we're doing that, this is a very gentle and subtle way of disconnecting from the world around us. We're learning in this way to practice detachment. Detachment being something that really helps us become more neutral and more able to understand this world. Again, just taking a few deeper breaths. And allowing this detachment to be natural, to be organic. And allowing the neutrality to become a deeper part of us. Neutrality doesn't mean I don't care. Neutrality doesn't mean I don't take action. We can still be highly functioning, emotional, kind people in the world. But what we're doing now is we're literally disengaging from the drama with the understanding of peace, deep inner peace. As we take a few deeper breaths again, knowing that we can come to this place of peace, of mindfulness, literally in a matter of seconds. Training our mind, training our body, literally a behavioral training. They just take a moment, draw all of our energy inwards, the outside world can exist or not exist. But right now, our inside world is simple, is peaceful, is calm. And right now we are not engaging with that outer world. We are allowing it to be and allowing 
ourselves just to be. Feeling a deep, a deep sense of inner peace and knowing that we can bring that peace into the world around us, even in situations that might seem very, very traumatic or dramatic, we can still bring this inner peace, this inner peace knows that we are beginningless and endless. That we are pure consciousness, pure mind. And that we come in and out of these lifetimes on this planet Earth and perhaps many other places. We come in and out depending on the state of our mind. So the more we can bring our mind to peace, the more we can become very clear of this so-called reality, the more we can bring an end to suffering for ourselves and for others. And feeling this very, very deep peace now within ourselves, we gently open our eyes, wiggle our toes and fingers, and knowing that we are bringing this peace now to all the beings around us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. And we will be with you next week for the next week of our lives. <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.